Now, in celebration of the 60th anniversary of Buddy Holly's only ever UK tour back in 1958, Buddy Holly and the Cricketers, together with the English Rock and Roll Orchestra, are appearing at loads of venues across the UK, 22 in fact, and they're making their way to Richmond Theatre on Sunday the 11th and G Live in Guildford on Monday the 12th of March. So we thought we'd grab a little bit of a chat this afternoon with producer Simon Fielder of Simon Fielder Productions, who is behind the show. Simon, are you there? I'm here. How are you? It's great to speak to you today. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, no, good. Good afternoon so far. So, yeah, excellent. Thank you very much. No worries. No worries. Now, it's great to speak to you. Now, this isn't actually the beginning of the tour. The tour started back on March the 1st, I believe, didn't it? Yeah, we thought as the weather was so good, we should go north. (laughs) So we we went up to Yorkshire, because obviously that's a great place to start. So uh, we started at Ilkley, the King's Hall, which is a lovely little theatre out in the middle of um, nowhere very beautiful and very very arctic so that was a good start so yeah it's been and we've done it sort of 20 as you said 22 dates we'll have done by the end of of the uh, of the month uh, buddy actually did 25 in 25 so i feel we're slacking somewhat yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing very well considering you've battled the beast from the east as well we did and uh, emma and everyone else yes it was uh, they they had quite a lot to contend with so we, we left ourselves plenty of time and the great thing of motorways were reasonably clear because a lot of folk took the view that um uh, this wasn't essential travel. I did point out to everyone on Twitter and Facebook that travelling to see Buddy on the cricketers did constitute essential travel. So, uh, <laughs> fortunately, a few of them seemed to heed what I said and came along. But. Exactly, yeah, very important. You must make sure you're out for that one. Uh, so, as you say, you're doing 22 tour dates uh, over the amount of time. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what the actual show and the tour is? Yeah, we, we toured as Buddy on the cricketers for 26 years, frighteningly. And we always looked at the show as being something that was, in a way, what Buddy might do now. So he was on a variety bill. Des O'Connor hosted it, Comedian with a Modern Style. And he had various other people doing different acts. So there was an orchestra, there was a, the Tanner Sisters, and, and a sort of variety bill that he head, headlined. So we tried to create a show that had that feel of a variety bill. So there's a lot of humour in it. It's uh, great fun. But it really is Buddy back on stage with a modern British band. So they're a four-piece band with Buddy. So it's five in total. For this one, because it's the 60th anniversary of Buddy Holly's, unfortunately, only ever tour of the UK, we thought it'd be really nice to celebrate that by just augmenting the show with a few more musicians. So we, Buddy, at the end of his career, had uh, an orchestra, and it was, you know, on True Love Waves and uh, Raining My Heart, and it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. We thought that'd be really nice to add that, just to augment the sound. So although you've got the driving rhythms that is essential to Buddy Holly's music, as you just heard on Peggy Sue, that fabulously sparse, wonderful um you know the drums and the way that the the guitar is on the on beat all the time is the yeah. persistent rhythmic sound we've got that within the music but then there's a the beautiful lyrical quality of a, a string quartet with a harp and then a horn the horn section where we've got um, trumpet and saxophone so it really it brings out the sweetness in buddy's music as well as all that kind of rock and roll uh, rockabilly and the essential rhythm of it and what we tried to do was find as many dates where Buddy played and find the venues where they still stand and play them on the same night. So ah, we actually managed to find a few. I mean, we places like Salisbury City Hall, um, Birmingham Town Hall. We've got Ipswich Regent he played at, Leicester and Montfort, and Hull City Hall, Liverpool Field. You know, so that's really nice to actually go back on the same night. And what we've found is a lot of people around the country have memories of Buddy actually coming over. Some of them, you know, their, their dad or mum was at the show, or some of them were at the show themselves. And we've sort of encourage them to come forward with their stories of meeting Buddy or simply just seeing him on the night. And it's amazing how many people have and how warmly they remember Buddy, which is, is great. 
Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And actually, talking, I was talking to a few people about the interview uh, as we organised it in the week. And one of the things that's quite nice about the music, it has a sort of timeless quality to it. Mm. You know, it gets enjoyed by people, you know, across the generations. I love the music of Buddy Holly and things like that. So um, it, it's quite nice seeing that. And I'm imagining there's quite a diverse audience for some of these shows as you go to the different places across the UK. Yes, that's true. I mean, I think when we started doing it, there's a core audience, obviously, of people who are kind of around at the time or, you know, with, and obviously that's very nostalgic for them. Yeah. But we always got a young audience along with us. And I, you know, sometimes children, increasingly, they're grandchildren. <laughs> um, but, um, but that's how long we've been going. But it's, yeah, it really is nice. And I think that young people, sorry, I sound old, I'd say young people. But <laughs> young people nowadays, I don't, <laughs> don't think, have that sense of looking at music and finding it dated, and I don't think Buddy is, as you just said, it sounds as fresh as it ever did. Yeah. But I think people just enjoy music whether it's good or not. I know my children tend to actually not think about whether something's old or new. It's, do they like it? Is it good? And I, I think that's really refreshing that people just approach this music just on face value and say, I like that. And I think Buddy Holly really has stood the test of time. I think that he also, the way he arranged his songs, you know, he, he really thought about each song being slightly different and he arranged, he was always trying to push barriers and boundaries and, and you know if you think about what he did with things like heartbeat and then the brian may talks all about the way that he played the guitar on on peggy sue and that'll be the day and stuff like that and then the orchestra you know so and i think the beatles are really really influenced by buddy not just his music but the fact they tried when they started to arrange each song slightly differently so they just didn't have one sound and that's perhaps one of the things that keeps buddy holly's music so fresh Mm, yeah, I think that's a very good point there, actually, a very good answer. Um, looking down as well, we've got a, a great composer, Amy May, who's responsible for the, yeah. the orchestra. Great to have um, so many talented musicians joining in on this event. Really, we're really lucky. I mean, the Essential Band is great. It's the same band that toured, same five piece that toured last year at the end on the very successful Autumn and Christmas tour. And okay. they're really, really good. The, the, the buddy's great, and the, you know, they're... You know, a really good bunch of lads, and they're great fun. So they, they form the nucleus of it. Mm. And Amy was brilliant. She came in, and she's actually a big Buddy Holly fan. She was brought up listening to Buddy Holly and oh, okay. you know, knew uh, more about certain, well, actually much more about certain arrangements than, than I ever did. Yeah. And so she'd tell you exactly how many cellos were used on the recording of, um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, that'll be the, not that'll be the day, on um, True Love Ways, etc. you know, and mm. she knew exactly how to arrange it. So she's been brilliant. And, yeah, for her experience of playing with a lot of really good bands like Elbow and other, you know, uh, uh, bands and solo musicians in the rock scene. She's also played in a lot of West End shows. I think she's at the moment she's in Hamilton. And oh, wow. she corralled together a really great bunch of musicians. So we're extremely lucky. I mean, they come from a broad background of classical and modern classical music as well. And they, they really are fabulous. And they, they joined in. I don't think they knew what they were getting into when they started, <laughs> but they really embraced it in a great way. So we've got two very different traditions of performers sort of coming together, which is always a very interesting mix. I mean, even just actors and musicians getting together, it's interesting, but it's another thing where you've got classical musicians coming in. But they've really enjoyed it, and they're really getting into the show. They're, they're starting to get up and dance a bit and do stuff, and, you know, oh, they, they will rabble-rouse like the boys do. So <laughs> the audience have not just five people <laughs> together, they think they've got 12 people doing it now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it makes for a really exciting show visually, as well as uh, in terms of what it sounds like. Yeah, it brings that atmosphere as well to it that people yeah, love and enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and of course, yeah. you're no stranger to performing as well with this one with uh, with Buddy Holly. No, it's, it's it's a lot of my fault, really. I mean, <laughs> it was me. I was in uh, West End shows like Buddy. I did Lennon first of all, then Buddy, and mm. from that we got an opportunity with four of my mates to do a show at the Theatre on Lincoln. So ah, yeah, I performed okay. in, uh, in the first run 
of the Buddy Tour, so the first, uh, yeah, the first tour, and then I was in the West End for a few months doing it as well. So, yep, I did. But then after a few years of doing Buddy on the Cricketers and travelling all over the world, went to America, the Middle and Far East. I got to that point where I thought, I think this is for younger people now. I think <laughs> maybe I'll just sit back and push the pieces around the board and let them go and have fun. Um, so very happy to be I, I do play occasionally but it's very happy it's very nice to actually let other folk do it yeah and i imagine being on a tour as well and taking the whole group with you there's a great sort of camaraderie and uh, and spirit between all of them which helps the show it really does i think that comes across on stage and people comment on how much they enjoy themselves and when you are in, you know in a bus for sort of several hours and you're staying in hotels and you're kind of living in each other's pockets and going and getting food and drink together and stuff you know it can go one of two ways <laughs> and i've been on tours where it's gone both ways but the great thing is sometimes even that actually lends to you can have some very sparky characters that kind of fight off stage and i think we probably did quite a bit when we first got together we were very good mates the five original cricketers mm. but we had our moments but somehow that translated onto the stage in, in a great great energy i mean fortunately these boys really get on uh, which is nice. <laughs> but again with them with the class musicians yeah i think that being on the road together you kind of do get a, a, a sort of band uh, mentality and i mm. think it's kind of not us against the rest of the world at all but you sort of go into a new town or city and yeah it's special it's kind of different you've come to play that theater and you've got a different crowd different audience different people from different parts of the country and that whole warming them up getting them to like what you're doing getting them to join in getting to get on their feet and clap and you know leap about in ways they'll regret in the morning is um is a really special thing to mm. be able to do and i think it's i always when i was on stage i found it a really rewarding show to do you know as a performer you know that you're bringing that kind of happiness to people people who love the fact you'll bring the news they remember from their youth back them again and then people who either haven't heard it before certainly haven't heard it live before who just find it thrilling and yeah uh, say it is a sort of music you can't really sit in your seat to you have to get up and dance oh yeah <laughs> you definitely do and actually i like the fact as well that, that you refer to it uh, as not a tribute show it's so much more than that isn't it no uh, well when we started there weren't really tribute shows around i mean there were a couple of things like the bootleg beatles who are great and beyond again who'd formed in australia because simply bands didn't go there so they had mm. to kind of make up their own that's where the whole tradition came from but no, it's five acts of musicians. It's not a tribute. And there are other acts which are tributes. And, you know, I'm sure some of them are fine. But it's those sort of things I think are sort of should be left in pubs. Really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it's, it's the thing that we do. It's, it's about you've got to have people who are able to entertain an audience, you know, able to yeah. not just play the songs well and really well, by the way, but, but able to actually infuse, to know how a, an audience works and to get them, you know, make them laugh, make them have a good time, make them really enjoy being in your company. And that's your job on stage. Mm to make them feel safe that you're in charge but make them feel really that they've had a very special evening it's been something unique you know they've been part and they are part of it you know they're essential part of it so it, no it's not a tribute not at all that's brilliant to hear brilliant to hear and in fact it's not just buddy holly you've got going on at the moment you've got something rugby related quite topical for a six nations weekend <laughs> yeah. yes as the rugby's going on at the moment i must get out and watch it <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i do sports talk shows as well as so i had sort of aggers and boycott and tuffers and people on the road doing various things but next oh, week wow. in richmond we're wrapping up the six nations with john inverdale's rugby reunion see what we did there ah, um, and, nice. uh, and so we've got brian moore rob henderson uh, Jamie Roberts and Andy Nichols. So all home nations are represented, um, all the four home nations, that is. And it's going to be really good fun. The show it will be a lot of laughs. It'll be a lot of uh, John, who obviously presents the uh, Six Nations on BBC and has done for many moons, yeah. is, is an adept hand at kind of corralling these people into funny stories. So they've all <laughs> got 
wonderfully funny stories from having played the characters, you know, lifting the lid on what it's like touring with the British Lions, uh, back, you know, back, backstage kind of with, with England and various others, how they did or didn't get on playing each other. Um, and rugby is a game full of wonderful characters. So they've got some great stories. And we have some clips as well. So we'll be showing bits and pieces from this Six Nation discussing various contentious moments. And then <laughs> I think, you know, hopefully uh, looking at some bits of their lives, funny moments and classic moments from their careers as well. So it's been a really good fun. And we're raising money for the Wooden Spoon, which is the children's charity of rugby, which does a lot of great work. Oh, for, wow. Um, children. So, yeah, that, that's a really nice thing to be able to do. So that's next... So yeah, I'm Richmond tomorrow, but I'm back next week. <laughs> 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 so it's, it's cricket and rugby. <laughs> oh dear, well, it sounds like a very, very worthy cause. So as you say, uh, the show is going to be in Richmond at the Richmond Theatre on March the 11th. It's going to be in Guildford in G Live on March the 12th. You can find out more information by going to Twitter at BuddyHollyATC, and the hashtag for that one is BuddyHolly60. You can also find them on Facebook by searching for Buddy Holly and the Cricketers, and on Instagram, BuddyHollyATC as well. Simon, it's been very nice to speak to you this afternoon. It's lovely to talk to you, James. So thank you very much for your time. Not at all. Best of luck with the show. Thanks a lot. And fingers crossed, no more storms for the rest of the tour. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with The Sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.